and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode 191 for Patch 5.4, made possible by OpenRaid.org. Our topic for this episode is in-game scams revisited. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. And I play a goblin hunter. And hey, everybody, this is Root, and I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player. Coming up here in episode number 191 of Hearthcast, we got some awesome add ons. We're going to tell you how to stay focused while on the Timeless Isle. And we have some insights with Demonic Rick. You got to play to win. We'll check that out coming up. So, hey, Frank. Hey, Root. Welcome back. Thank you. How was the Bahamas? Bahamas was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Those those turquoise water pictures you sent me, I'm so envious. I'm so jealous. They're so pretty. That was at Treasure Key, <sighs> one of the top 10 beaches in the world. Wow. Yeah. How cool is that? It was actually a trip to see family, though. My father-in-law is Bahamian. Is that what? Bahamian? Bahamian, yes. Um, and he had not seen his siblings in nine years. And my husband had no recollection of his uncles and aunts. Oh wow! So we decided it was high time that we go. High time. Yeah, down there. Visit and the family. family. Exactly. Yeah. The family just happens to live a five-minute walk from the beach. You know, <laughs> a, a top ten beach in the world. It just so happens <laughs> that they live right there. Well, the top ten. That was about a forty-minute drive. Oh. But- oh. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> no, it's really cool. We had. Two different parts of the trip. The first one was in Nassau, kind of downtownish. Right. So we really lived like natives there. Um, What's that mean? Uh, driving on the left, oh. having cheap tongue souse for breakfast. Did you say cheap tongue? Cheap tongue. Sheep tongue. Souse. 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 Is that how they say sauce? Or no, you just, it's like it? a stew with carrots and potatoes. And tongue. Sheep tongue. Sheep tongue. Or could have gone with pig's feet. Pig's feet. Yeah. And this is tongue. what they serve at their local checkers. For bre- check. Oh. <laughs> I am lost here. They serve they serve sheep tongue and pig's sheep feet tongue. at checkers. Well, it wasn't the real checkers, but it was <laughs> it was a little cafe that you that we went to where the, the where all the natives go apparently. With red striped beer everywhere, right? No. Really? Red striped beer? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I oh. wasn't saying people would drink, but oh. okay. Well, but downtown, everywhere you go, the doors stay locked and they have to buzz you in and out. Oh, that sounds safe. The, yeah, <laughs> the crime is so bad. <laughs> Sign me up for a trip there. Yeah, his aunt's like, oh, I lost count of how many times I've come into a place where they've just been held up. We're like, uh. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, hey, auntie, can I sleep outside tonight? <laughs> you know, what's up with that? Really? Yeah, bad crime there, yeah. Huh. Good beaches, bad crime. Pretty much. Well, it depends on where you go. Because see, oh. Nassau is very different. It's very crowded. It's city. It's there are a lot of parts of it that are very ghetto. There are some places that are still being developed, the upscale buildings, things like that. So it's a big uh, contrast in how people live. Different huge parts discrepancy. Of yes, yeah. very huge. Um, the other part of the trip we went over to this little island called Abaco. 
and it was bigger geographically, but a lot smaller population. It was like a little country. Oh. They had one stoplight in the whole island. We had it pointed out to us. It was like a, like, like a, that's our stoplight. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> like, this is the one stoplight in the island. And Jeff over there maintains it. <laughs> that's his job. Something like that. I mean, they knew people over there we went, and, um, that's crazy. So <laughs> it's been in his family for generations. <laughs> Jeff is the fourth stoplight maintainer <laughs> that we've had on our island. Yeah. So we got, you know, we got a mix of doing the touristy stuff and doing, you know, just kind of sitting around life. on the porch, you know, which is they like to do a lot. Just see why, because you still, even in the city, you still have that sea breeze that comes oh, through. Oh, okay. And it's nice. And, uh, but you could get robbed. Why are you sitting on your porch? You could. They were outside the worst of it. <laughs> <laughs> and every house has its own little fence. But you got to get buzzed in. Well, not really. You just got to unhook it. Undo the latch. I don't really know why they all why they all had fences. It didn't make any sense. They weren't decorative fences. They're the chain link fences. Sure. And they weren't locked because we were sitting around dinner one day and one of the other uncles just like shows up with his face in the screen door like, what's up? You know, that's the way to get shot in that. <laughs> yeah. From what you told me, if someone did that to me, there would be gunshots. And the police would jump and go, serves so right. like, Okay, the gate does not keep people out. It keeps cars from running in your house, maybe? I don't, I don't you know, know why they all had changing fences. It's the whole nine-yard thing about, you know, your best lock is only uh, deterring against the worst criminal. You maybe. know, least competent oh, you criminal. Know, I, I think it was the dogs, actually. They had a lot of loose dogs. Oh, look at me, too. Yeah. Because dogs can't jump. Not those big ones, you oh. know, usually. How big are the dogs down there? Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the, the fences are usually bigger than most dogs oh, jump over. Okay, okay. Because yeah. they can't climb either. Right. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Nassau is okay. Abaco is amazing. Abaco, if you ever want to have a vacation where you're just away from everything and just like, you know, shut off, shut away. Just relax. See if you can rent a place in Abaco for like a week. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because it's Abaco. gorgeous. And it's not populated. And it's away from the touristy stuff. Do you get a cell phone signal? Um, No. Ooh. No. I want to go there. No cell phone. Um, the uncle there had Wi-Fi in some parts of the house. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. But no, no, no T-Mobile down there. Which is fine because it would have been... Four dollars a minute and ten dollars a megabyte. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yep. So that's all right. So yeah, I went about two weeks without playing, but but before I went on my trip, I packed two novels and two short stories. Okay. I finished them all within four days. <laughs> <laughs> so so you mind you, a- it's been taking me like a month to finish a book, and I just—I right. mean, I was—I didn't have a computer, didn't have anything to do, so just sat on the porch or. Sat in the room and just read, you know, airport yeah. time. Airport got time. really quick. Yeah. I read Day of the Dragon, which is about when the orcs had the red dragons um, captured and how they got free. Alexstrasza, the big red dragon. That should get free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I read uh, Arthas, Rise of the Lich King. Ooh, I read that one. Yeah, isn't that good? Yeah. 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 It tied in a lot with Rise of the Horde. Okay. They did a lot of the parallel stories. And I realized that both those books kind of hastily covered the part where the night elves become mortal 
from they used to live 10,000 years and now they don't, but I'm not quite sure because none of the books have covered it directly. I think there's some things in the book that no one really wants to address, so they just kind of, you know, mention like it. Like the Sundering, it felt like it was leading up to what happened to the Night Elves, but it stopped before getting to the complete story. And I've been reading these books in chronological order, and I still haven't covered it. Now they're past it. So, I don't understand. Hmm. Yeah, Arthas is a really good book. I think that I think I like that one better than the Day of the Dragon one. Were the short stories wild stories too, or are they just? They were wild stories. One of them was lead. They're both uh, leading up to each of the novels. Oh, okay. Well, okay, and yeah. the prequel things. Then. Yeah, the prequel thing. One of them is Road to Damnation, which is about Kalthazad, how he becomes evil. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Awesome. And it's cool. Like all the short stories, you can get off Wowiki. Right. Oh, and, and I actually did not know that. Yeah, you can. And I have a Nook, so basically, I just went. Copied all the text, pasted onto a Word document, you know, adjusted the formatting a little bit, and then exported it as a PDF and put it on my Nook, and then you read on my Nook like a regular book. Wow! I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just rattle that off. That was cool. <laughs> you earned geek points. So, what's going on with you? Uh, let's see. I leveled five new tunes in ninety, and no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Um, uh, you know, it's been different with you not here i know that sounds oh. like completely cheesy to say mm-hmm. uh, but i've not been in game too much oh. uh, i did switch over to demonology cool i did do uh some uh uh flexi rating flexi yeah flexi. how's yeah. flexi going it's going good you know it's i didn't have my my worst night ever okay i'm not gonna say it's one of my best nights ever it okay. definitely wasn't one of my worst nights and you know, here's the thing. You know, I'd gone through some time where haven't been playing much WoW. Um, there's some other things that are keeping me occupied. But there's something to different. I got a text from one of our guildmates. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, hey. And it wasn't like a, are you going to play tonight text. It was a, are you okay? Oh. You know, or is there anything, you know, are you, you know, it was one of those checking in on me. Yeah, type that's nice. And that really made me go, you know what? There's there's more to this game than just the game. So, yeah, I I, I still need to spend some more time getting to tell me when kind of tweaked out a little bit so I can be a better demonologist. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh yeah, this and that. It was cool. Got some drops, that was cool. Got my eye level up a little more, that was cool. It's expensive. Keep reforging. <laughs> gemming <laughs> enchanting, and the next thing you know, I have to reforge the gem and enchant again. Here's a, here's a weird thing. I have um, Zyger Guides, and Zyger Guides has a gear guide, right, built into it. Okay. And if you have gear in your bags, it'll look in your bags and look what you got, and it'll tell you what the better thing to equip is, right? So if you're not buffed up, there's some gear that's better. But as soon as you buff up, it's like, oh, no, no, now you need this gear. <laughs> <laughs> and since you put that on, now you need this. And since you, So it's like, oh, oh i got to get rid of – I have to – what I've done in the past is I always go like what Ask Mr. Robot tells me is best in bags to use, just best gear all around that I've got, and then I can put okay. the other stuff in my bank. And I, But my bank is full oh. right now. Yeah. Just stuff. <laughs> <laughs> got too much stuff. Gotta I get spend rid of it. more time in WoW managing my bank than I do anything else, I feel right? like. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why do I have so much stuff? I want to get rid of things. I get I'm cutesy items, yeah. and then I'm like, I don't want to get rid of it, but then it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then bags are expensive. They are. They really are. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like stuck with I'm like, uh. Um, but I, I'm kind of stepping away from the dailies and the weeklies. And it's just right now where I'm at in life, I don't need or want that. No. No. I don't want something I have to log on and do. And that's kind of what it feels like right now. Mm. It's too grindy for me right now. So just I'll show up and rage. I hear you. So that's where I am right now. Today's totally tantalizing topic. In-game WoW scams revisited. Brought to you by OpenRaid.org. OpenRaid allows players to form both cross-realm and local raid teams for scheduled or pickup runs for current and old content. Check out OpenRaid.org. Now, we've talked about this before, but, Freck, with the holiday season fast approaching, it is time that people get a nice reminder that not everybody's nice. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Rude's holiday reminder. Yeah. Not everyone's nice. <laughs> there you go. Just shut off the podcast. That's, that's <laughs> Just end it right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we looking forward to next week, Freck? <laughs> Um, yeah, here's the thing. Like, many of us are going to undoubtedly want to get friends and loved ones virtual gifts in WoW, right? Sure. I still love the gifts you've given me in WoW. They're some of my favorite gifts oh. I've ever received. I'm just buttering you up this week. I'm just... <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> but it is also prime time for people to take advantage and swindle people out of their hard-earned gold. It's so the basics of it. This is how it works. Person A says they want to sell something that normally costs real money, like game time, TCG codes, etc., for gold. Person B agrees to buy said something. Then person B gives some gold to person A for that. Person A doesn't deliver the item to person B, so person B goes to Blizzard and says, Hey, I didn't get my stuff. And Blizzard says, You know what? Sorry, can't help you. That's against the terms of service anyhow. Scam done happened. Mm-hmm. So people always ask, you know, why? Why is there scamming in WoW? Well, WoW is a social game. They have made it to be a social game. We want our friends, we want our significant others to play with us. And many times we get our friends and significant others to play with us. Now, when they play with us, we rush them through all the in-game levels, all the way to 90 right now, right? We teach them what we consider the basics, how to play their class, what to do, what not to do, what, you know, listen to DBM, don't stand in the bad. We teach them all these things. But we forget to teach them the fact that not every person they meet in game is going to be as nice to them as we are. Now, the scammers, they know this. The scammer knows exactly what to look for, what to say, when to say it, and how to make the exchange happen so the Blizzard can't support their mark. They get in, they make the deal, and they leave. So when they go to Blizzard to complain, what Blizzard is going to say is that transferring purchased items for in-game gold isn't supported. And the in-game support staff may be able to investigate matters and take appropriate actions toward the scammy account. They're really not going to be able to help you with reclaiming any gold that you lost. And this applies to all transactions, including purchase of virtual pets and mounts, game time cards, and recruit a friend and scroll resurrection benefits. Basically, they don't recognize any trades that 
are for virtual property outside of the game. And the only thing that they will support are items that can be placed on the auction house being purchased by gold. Basically what that means is if I buy something off the Blizzard store that I cannot put in the auction house. Like there are some things you can put in the auction house. Like yeah. those little the, the, Some the of the cubs, pets you can right? cage up and put in the auction house. If I buy something that I can't put in the auction house, like a mount, and then I tell somebody, hey, I have this mount. Do you want to buy it? And that person goes, yeah, how much? And I say, oh, I don't know, 15,000 gold. And they go, okay. And they give me 15,000 gold and I leave. That person's out 15,000 gold. Because Blizzard's going to look at it and goes, well, you know, you tried to buy something that you can't buy to begin with. True. Yeah. So sorry. You know. Now, there are some ways that we can give you real quick on how not to get scammed. The first way, and probably the, uh, one of the easier ways, is to use the auction house for your transaction. So if somebody has something that you want to buy, make a deal with them and say, you know what? Go put it up in the auction house, and I'll buy it. Now, this requires a little bit of coordination. So what has to happen is you and this other person, you decide at what time you're going to go to the auction house. You're usually in chat at this time with them, private chat going on, right? You have the person send you a link of what they're about to post, so you have the exact spelling of it. You agree on the price. They post it, whatever they're posting. You take that, and you have it in the search bar ready to go in the auction house. They tell you, I just posted it. You press the search button. It comes up. It's agreed upon price. You do the buyout. It's yours. It's a very fast transaction, but you're guaranteed. Wouldn't that take more effort than just meeting up and using the trade window? Sure, it would, but there are so many times that people get ripped off using the trade window. You shouldn't be able to. You have more recourse when that happens, but okay. people do get ripped off because they'll swap the item in the last moment. The other person would have to be not paying attention, and they would still have to confirm even after it gets changed. It does, but people don't. They don't look. They don't. Look yeah, at they that. don't look. Yeah, that's the problem. There is a safety net there in the trade window. Right. But you have to use it. You have to use it. Yeah. I like the auction house bit. Yes, it's going to cost a little more money for the auction house, but you have it's a, it's a transaction that's happened that Blizzard can track. Blizzard likes tracking things, so I let them track it. Another way to not get scanned, or probably the easiest way, is before you make a purchase, talk to your guildmates or your friends or your guild leader and say, hey, guys, I'm about to buy you know, Deathbringer. And someone will go, fool, you can't buy a Deathbringer. Deathbringer's B.O.P. <laughs> and you go, oh, I didn't know that. I was about to spend $20,000 and buy Deathbringer. $20,000? Oh, yeah, wow. 20000 gold. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I mean? You're, yeah. you know, and you go, wow, I didn't know that. Thank you, guys. Or they could say, you know what? That's a pretty good deal for Deathbringer. That's, you know, you should go get that. Or they may say, you know what? I have a spare Deathbringer in my, in my bank, and uh, I'll sell it to you for half that. So don't try to think, you know, because here's the thing. We all fall into this thing. If we think we're getting a good deal, regardless of what that is in life, like if someone, if you had a good lead, Freck, in life on a TV, like a fantastic deal, you'd be like, oh, I got this good deal on a TV. I better not tell anybody about it because they may get it first. And then they won't have that TV when I go get it. Right. You know? <laughs> and then, you know, you go and get the TV and it's not, not, not to be a good deal. 
Or like Black Friday, they advertise these really good prices. In reality, they're only selling like three. Three, right. And then you get there and they're gone, but then you're at the store anyway, so. Sure. Yeah. Now, if there is a good deal that is kind of like a loophole in the system, people tend mm-hmm. to share that. Like, I don't know, you might have been in the Bahamas recently, but. <laughs> <laughs> so at one of the, uh, uh, I think it was a Walmart here in town, there was an issue with the EBT cards. Oh, is that the like the food stamp card? Like the food stamp okay. cards, and there were basically there no limit. There was a <gasps> glitch on it, right? Oh no! <laughs> and so people cleared out the store. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and there was nothing they could do about it. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Clean the shelves out. Mm. <laughs> so that kind of stuff happened. But that's not that's not the same thing as getting a good de- a good deal. If you think you're going to get a good deal in WoW, a lot of times you don't want to go tell your buddies about it because they may buy it out from underneath you. Sure. Trust your guildmates. Trust your guild leader. Go to them and say, hey, is this a good deal? I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? If they say yes, do it. If they say no, you may even run across and go, hey, I'm thinking about buying this thing. Is it a good deal? Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, Who are you buying from? Oh, well, this person's name is Flighty McGee. And they go, no, you don't want to deal with Flighty. (laughs) I know Flighty. He's been around this server yeah. for a while. You go, oh, wait a minute. So, you know, you put the kibosh on that deal. So trust, talk of that, talk that thing out. Now, we're not going to sit here and be naive and think that non-supported transactions don't happen all the time in the game, because they do. People buy stuff all the time, whether it be TCG mounts or game time or resurrections. People, it happens. And more often than not, you don't hear about it unless it goes really, really bad. Most of the time, it just happens, and it happens successfully. You know, someone says, "Hey, I've got a scroll of resurrection. You know, give me forty thousand or forty thousand gold, and that's made. It happens." Well, sure. And the game time transaction is, in a way, it's useful in pairing together people who have uh, more gold than money. For example, like students or. Sure. You know, kids in high school, things like that, and who they haven't asked their parents for game time. But at the same time, they have lots of gold. And then you have, you know, people who have full-time jobs and only get on WoW once a week, and they have money to buy an extra game card. They don't have 20,000 gold sitting around, and they don't mind making that trade. You know, neither one of them do, so they'll go off without a hitch. They don't hear about it. Right. But there's always a chance if you do make that trade of something you don't know, it can go badly for you. And then you don't have a recourse. Right. It's the same issue with buying gold. You know, it's not supported. We don't condone it. Blizzard's not going to be able to do anything about it. But people still do it. It still happens daily. You know, I I don't know about you. I get daily calendar invitations now to go buy somebody's gold. I've started getting battle.net invitations. (laughs) (laughs) They're everywhere. Yeah, like your friend wants to invite you. Here's, you know. Well, I get like a friend request right, battle net. Yeah. I'll go, oh, who is that? You know, because I posted my battle tag on Twitter, and I was like, oh, that's a scam. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I mean, and the problem is, we look at it, we see it as a scam. Other people look at it and go, just like you said, I have more money than time. Um, let me go buy some gold, and then they go buy the gold, and then they got the gold, and okay, right? They have the gold. Then they go buy and gain what they need to buy. 
So we're not going to sit back here and say that doesn't happen. We know it happens on a daily basis. However, there are people who will purposely scam people and not deliver something, and then you have no recourse on what to do. So that's it's a risk. It's a risk that people take, and it's unfortunate, but it's in the game. And it's going to be in any game you go to, regardless of what that game is. If an item you want to buy cannot be put on the auction house for sale, Blizzard does not support the sale of the item. They're not going to be able to help you. That's the bottom line on that one. And as it's been said forever and a day, if the deal sounds too good to be true... It probably is. So let us know if you've had any kind of horror stories about getting scammed or seeing people getting scammed or taking the higher road and stopped a scam from happening. Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or our email. If you're going to survive Azeroth, you better bring your A-game. You better be ready. You'd better listen to the insights of Demonic Rick. Hey everybody, Demonic Rick here. So in the past, Root has said, With great power comes great responsibility. Wait, no, I think... Wrong guy. If a mount has a .05 drop rate, if you don't run the instance, it has a 0% drop rate. So you gotta play to win. This week I won the Anixian mount. From Anixia's lair. From Anixia, if you couldn't figure that out. The way I did it was, every week I had an alarm set on my phone to a time that I know that I would be at home. Just to help remind me that I need to run that instance. And I would go on every single character that was actually able to kill and solo Anixia. If my character was not able to kill Anixia, I would ask a guildie or a friend of mine to join me. Even if I had to share it with them, at least I have a chance. Unfortunately, Anixia is a little bit more favored to be soloed by ranged DPS, just because she goes up into the air. But hell, she's only a level 80 boss. And just so you know, it doesn't matter if you do it in 10 or 25 men, the drop chance is the same. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter to get any more random tips that I tweet out there, follow me at Demonic Rick. And if you're going to BlizzCon, so am I! So if you see a random blind guy wandering around looking like he's lost, that's probably going to be me. So hit me up on Twitter if you want to meet up. I'll even be going to DizCon on the Sunday. Bye, guys! Well, congrats, Rick. That is so exciting to get to Nixie's Mount. I'm so jealous. Yeah, you know, I kind of live that way, too, a little bit. Yeah. Not the play-to-win thing, but if it's not on my calendar... (laughs) I know. (laughs) And I don't get a reminder, I don't do it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We've learned this in the podcast. Yes, we have. (laughs) That's the only way it stays together. It's on the the calendar. It's on the calendar. Yeah, in fact, when you're in the Bahamas... I get a reminder <laughs> to go check on your cat. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to check on a cat. Which, thank you. You're welcome. My cat was very happy when I yeah, got back. You got a very cool cat. Didn't he? I might have snuck him some extra food and, or kibble bit treats in there. That's okay. <laughs> he was cool. So he headbutted me, which was weird. That's what they do. They got the little pheromones in their ears. So when they want to claim somebody, oh, they like, smear the pheromones. I've been claimed by your cat. Yes, huh? you have. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Nah, he was cool. He was very cool. I think like the very first time ever that I met Zabu, right? Right. And I think the first time I met Zabu, he like ran off, and I was just like, whatever. Yeah, he does that. And then 
when I went over there the first time, he like came over, checked me out. You know, I checked the food, and and then when I went to his, to uh, to you know clean his litter box, that's Thank you. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> he like took off with, like mad dash to the back of the house. I was like, okay, <laughs> it's just a litter box, dude. It's, it's chill. It's all right. <laughs> Everybody poops, dude. <laughs> I'll get in the book. Maybe I'll feel better. <laughs> Make it a little better, right? <laughs> but then by you know by like, by weeks in, he was he was more chill. He's like, yeah, ah, it's just my poop. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time we've left him alone since we've had him. So I was a little bit worried about him when we left, and. I'm glad and I finally got some Wi-Fi. You're able to send me some pictures and send me some videos. Like, yeah. Okay, I feel better. Did a hangout with you and Zabu. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, the Google Hangout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him. He's like, headbutt you, headbutt the furniture, headbutt you. Headbutt my phone. I'm like, what is this cat doing? <laughs> the only really thing, annoying thing he does is when he's frisky. And you can tell when he's frisky because like, his fur kind of bushes out a little bit. It's like he'll start on the headbutt, but then all of a sudden he'll turn into like I'm eating your foot. Like he'll just, <laughs> he'll just be like claws all over your foot. He's like, Arr. and that's when you kick him, and then you get a string and you play with him until he, you know, chases that, and then he gets frustrated and runs away. <laughs> or you give him catnip, and then he just runs around for a while, and then there you go, then passes out. <laughs> See, I thought about bringing some catnip, but I was like, yeah, I don't know because some cats. React. I had some. It was like last minute that I was trying to put it out so that you guys could find it. And I don't know. It just. We had a stressful time leaving, so. <laughs> other complications. You, years ago, my wife and I had two cats mm-hmm. Kit and Caboodle. Oh. Oh, right? And we, we had some catnip for them. In the bag, I, you know, I'm an idiot. So when I opened a bag, I like ripped the whole thing open. <laughs> yeah, I so didn't, I didn't like use this, the, uh-huh. the reseal part. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so we just put it in a Ziploc bag, right? <laughs> Find holes in it. Like. No, no, no. I had a cop buddy over one night, uh-huh. and this was like out on the counter. Okay. And he's like, um, "Root, uh, do you want to talk about this?" I'm like, <laughs> "It's catnip, dude. Really, you can test it if you really want to. There's nothing legal going on in my house." <laughs> He's like, sure, it's catnip. I'm like, no, really, it's catnip. Look, smell it, it's catnip. So I made the mistake of the plastic uh, tub that it came in, putting it um, on the floor of the pantry. (laughs) (laughs) Next morning, there's like 10 bite marks in it. So you learn to put it up high. They need to get catnip in WoW. They do. Just, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> just watch the cat just like you have, you summon your pet cat give it some catnips and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> or it could fly like the 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 feline one the ghost feline the wicked the yeah the witch the, cat yeah yeah give your cat some, <laughs> some catnip and it flies with you <laughs> i know they really need to do lots of things with the pets i could we can do a whole other episode on <laughs> on, pe- on what they need to do uh, with pets. Companion pets. <laughs> awesome add-ons. In 5.2, I was using an add-on called Isle of Thunder Weekly Check. And it kept track of the daily quests, the weekly things I had to do, you know, the Crumble Chamberlain, um, if I looted a trove, if I looted a, a key to the palace yet. It was a broker add-on that I could see from my chocolate bar, or I could type in slash, I think it was IWC, 
to pull up a little pop-up menu that said complete or incomplete for everything. And I really liked that. And 5.4 came out. I noticed I had a new add-on, something called Daily Global Check. And I didn't know what was going on with that. And I realized they had renamed the Isle of Thunder Weekly Check to Daily Global Check underscore Isle of Thunder. And now it's a plug-in to a parent add-on called Daily Global Check. So I downloaded that and I downloaded the Daily Global Check Timeless Isle. And oh, I love it. I can see a list in the in the broker in the chocolate bar of dailies, weeklies, and world bosses, whether they're done or not done. And the best part is it marks on the map where the treasure chests are that need to go loot. Ooh. Yeah. That might be interesting. It's like the ones that are under the sea, the ones that are in weird places. It It's on your map. That's cool. And after you loot it for the week, it's not on your map anymore, so you know you don't have to go get it. But you can see, you know, whether you've killed Ordos, whether you've done any Celestials. Um, I like it because I've been forgetting to do that trivia question every day, which is a super <laughs> easy way to get gold and yeah. coins. You know, so it's there. It shows up as incomplete. And I really like it. So right now you do need the parent add-on called Daily Global Check for it to work. And it basically has three plugins: the Time Asile, the Isle of Thunder, and then the World Bosses. And the author has stated on the on the site that they're planning on doing more features with the parent add-on, but right now it's just kind of empty. You need one of the plugins for it to work. Very cool. But I found that to be really helpful. Yeah, so you have to download Daily Global Check and then Daily Global Check Timeless Isle. That's cool. And it has really helped me feel more focused because you know how you kind of feel ADD running around? Yeah, I, And now I have a checklist, and I want to get this checklist done. That might be what I need. Yeah, it might be. Because right now, I'm just, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't feel the draw. I feel it's it's so much, but I, I don't know. I haven't had a checklist to go down. There you go. I'm going to try this. Okay. Remind me. All right, I will. I'll put it on the calendar. Put on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Root install this add-on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that, that might be exactly what I need for the game right now. It very well may be. That is very cool. So, hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of HearthCast, episode 191, only nine to go before our wonderful 200th episode. You know, folks, if you want to play HearthCast AOE, you've heard the game, you love the game. If you want to play, even if you've played before, you can play again. There's no rules against that. If you're available for 15 minutes between 6 and 9 p.m. on a Thursday night Eastern time, you want to challenge myself or Freckleface, just drop us a note in SpeakPipe. We'll take it from there. We'll schedule you in, we'll Skype you in, and we'll take care of the rest. We'll have a fun time playing HearthCast AOE. Folks, while you're out and about on the internet, go check out EagleNetworks.com, specifically the Dark Moon Herald with Kevin and Absana. This podcast is a wonderful podcast with fantastic games, information, insight, and some of the best co-hosts we know on the internet today. Go check out Dark Moon Herald. Let them know we sent you over there. Also, vote to kick with Synergy, Akari, Eclipse, and Drathon. It is an explicit podcast, but folks, they're funny. It's over on Twitch TV. That's twitch.tv slash vote number two kick. And for all your fill on WoW podcasts, go check out the WoW podcast subreddit over at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash WoW podcast plural. There you can get a list of all the up-to-date podcasts. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to contribute at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. 
You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message over on hearthgas.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. We'd again like to thank our sponsors for Season 5. That is OpenRaid. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next week, this has been Root and Feckleface for HearthCast.com. Oh